0: If you just feel like you're supposed to do something, you just have to do it. Yeah. Like there's just nothing else. Like you have to keep going. And when you do have those little victories, it's the best feeling in the world because it's so worth it. Like it always feels so worth it.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursue podcast. Today's guest is my friend, Emily, and she holds such a special place in my heart, even though I feel like I say that every single episode because really all of my friends do, but Emily and I met right at the start of my journey in LA and we've just kind of always supported each other ever since that day we met. And I feel so blessed and honored to have her here today because she has so much positivity and insight for you guys. Not only that, but Emily is someone that has always been that friend that kind of checks up on you every so often. During the pandemic, she was constantly sending me messages like, hey, how are you doing? And when I came to her with the idea of the podcast, she was super supportive. This is just a little glimpse of who Emily is but you're going to get to know such a big part of her in this episode, and I can't wait for you guys to hear more about her. Emily is originally from Washington, D.C., moved to Nashville for Music College at Belmont, and then moved to LA afterwards. She has co-written a finalist song for NBC's first season of Songland called Crowded Places with Rin. She has been involved in a couple different workshops and pitch sessions with ASCAP, Warner, Sony ATV, and many more over the years, and has co-written some singles for artists like Zoya, Callahan Bell, upcoming releases with bailey bomb and even myself and many others she is currently working on a lot of songs for pitch dipping into the k-pop world a little and also a long-term solo project there is so much i can say about emily but i'm just gonna let her talk so without further ado my friend emily hello welcome to the podcast thank you for having me i'm so happy you're here i want people to know how we know each other
0: Oh my God, <laughs> our like, our meet cute. Yeah. Our meat cute is actually, it's really cute.
1: It is really cute. Basically, I was looking for a job and I went into the boutique store that Emily was working at and they had just hired her. So they were like, sorry, we can't hire you because we just hired Emily. So mm-hmm. I went to the store next, to, next door to her and that's where I ended up working for like a year and a half. And we essentially became friends just because we had to be there for hours like every single day and yeah. then we finally how did we even how did we figure out that we were both songwriters did we just say it or what
0: was it i can't remember that i don't know i remember it's like you had just moved to la yeah. and so i think we were just asking like why are you here like what's going on like <laughs> what brought you here and then i feel like we were like oh we're both here for music that's amazing so we
1: started hanging out after work and we would write songs We've written a lot. We hopefully have a a song coming out in 2021. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait for people to hear it. I love Uh, that one. I know. It's a great song. What's your story of coming from – you moved from Washington to L.A. What brought
0: you to L.A.? Well, actually, so I moved from D.C. to Nashville, Nashville to L.A. I kind of knew I always wanted to end up here just because after spending some time in Nashville for music in college – I was like, okay, I'm definitely a city girl. Like after spending a couple months in Nashville, I'm like, where is everybody else? I don't know, just kind of a culture shock. And so I knew like LA would be the next best situation in terms of writing pop music and city life. I love food and culture and meeting different people and people that are like different than me that's kind of like I knew I would end up in LA I just didn't really know when and then I feel like I was also born on the west coast too in Seattle so I've kind of lived in a lot of different areas in the US I feel like like first I was in west coast and then I was east coast and then I did the south for a little bit now I'm back over here so it's been really fun to just kind of try out different places meet different people and I love warm weather so I just knew like LA is just the place to be lots of good food I don't know I love it so
1: once you moved to LA how did you how did you get your foot in the door what was the step
0: of getting into sessions and things like that so well it's kind of confusing because I did my last semester of school in LA and it was kind of like I it was a Belmont University in Nashville but then they had this thing called Belmont West and they had one called Belmont East and you could go to New York or LA and do like music industry stuff, Um, so I kind of used that as an excuse to get to LA early, Um, so I kind of had a good buffer of taking classes, trying out a city in LA, and kind of like testing the waters and seeing like how where I wanted to live and how to get adjusted, so I was kind of one step in school and one step out, which was a great way to kind of get acquainted with people. Here because we had, I had a lot of professors in the music industry and a lot of connections from Nashville too. So it didn't necessarily feel like fully starting over. It just felt like re navigating, you know, my focus to more LA based people and stuff like that. Yeah, I started working at that store (laughs) where we met. Honestly, it's so weird because I don't even remember like what, how I started getting into rooms. I just like, that was the goal. Like, the goal was, okay, I'm gonna get to LA, and the goal is to get in the writing rooms with people, because that's, like, the hardest part. I feel like one of the hardest parts is, like, how am I gonna get these people to, like, trust me and invite me into their circles? LA is such a tight-knit songwriting community, and everybody knows everybody, but it's also really small, and it can be very, very clicky, and, like, you just never really know people's intentions, so kind of like a social game almost like I feel like it really is like it's so stupid that it's like that because it shouldn't have to be like that but it kind of is just like who you know who you connect with and what you bring to the table and it's like kind of fitting in that puzzle piece that people are missing like in the writing room so I think a lot of it was I mean a lot of people that I write with now I like met you from a random, like we worked next to each other. i met random people that I work with like at parties or just like through a friend, like it all just kind of was really, really organic. But I definitely remember just putting myself out there, like cold emailing a ton of people and like DMing people. being like, yo, like if you need another top liner in the room, like totally down or just meeting people for coffee or drinks. I did a lot of like coffee or drinks types of things just to like connect with people and then once you kind of connect with people and have you know a couple hours together you see like if you have similar interests if you get along like once that happens I feel like I just started getting invited to sessions more I don't know it's such a silly it's such a silly game but it's also that's like kind of my favorite part about it too it was like I just get to meet and talk to people and like see who I like to hang out with you know Yeah, I think it's essential
1: too when you are a songwriter in LA, you just get there to meet Mm -hmm. the people that you want to see if you work well with or not. And I think getting a coffee with them before or a drink before and just getting to know them as a person can really tell you before you get into a session if you feel like you can relate to this person. And it's it's not necessarily like a like a waste of time you know but it's Mm -hmm. it's to see if you guys can create something from like a deep connection instead of just getting into a room and being like what are we going to write about who are you what has your life been like once you have a coffee with them it's easier to kind of start somewhere with like the middle ground
0: like somewhere where you both kind of meet Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i feel like because it is such a community it's just all about people like it's all about who you're connecting with and what you can bring in the writing room and just as a friend like I feel like I'm friends with most of the people I work with um because it's such a bonding experience like talking about your feelings and writing about them
1: yeah it's um, vulnerable so yeah yeah mm-hmm. very vulnerable and I also remember you always going to ASCAP events You were always very active with those type of things. So what was that like? How did you get your foot in the door there?
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I feel like I had a couple connections with ASCAP in Nashville. So like, go to the Nashville office and talk to people, play songs for them, you know, just to be friends with people. And then when I got to LA, I was like, oh, it would be such a good resource to connect with some people there. And so I've had a couple of people there, specifically one person named Brian Rez, who just have been so amazing and have really thought of me and kind of championed me a little bit um, to get me into some awesome situations. Um, We did like a bunch of pitch stuff for Warner and like a bunch of label stuff, Disney stuff. I don't know. I just feel like he always was emailing me or texting me like, yo, do you want to come to this? And I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much for, like, thinking of me. That's, like, the sweetest thing. But people like that, like, I think sometimes maybe they don't realize how much of a big deal it is. But when you, like, don't feel like you have a lot going on and you get a text like that and you're like, oh, my God, I'm playing for, like, Jason Derrillo's A&R today. Like, that's so fun. Like, and it's amazing. So I feel like, and I've done a couple workshops with them. Um, and they just provide an amazing education and a place for, like, writers and producers to meet each other, and meeting a lot of A&R people, too, um, uh, labels and stuff, and publishers, so.
1: When -hmm. you told me about ASCAP, that's what made me kind of figure out if I could get a rep at BMI, because I'm not part of ASCAP, but I'm part of BMI, Mm -hmm. and I remember you and I talking about that at the store, being like, how do I do that? How do I get someone from BMI to help me out kind of like your guy and I remember you kind of helped me and guided me through that process but it really did help mm-hmm. a lot once I got connected with my rep at BMI it was kind of that whole thing of yeah like they connect you to other songwriters other producers they give you the opportunity to kind of get pitched somewhere else maybe you wouldn't have thought of yeah I think it's a necessary step if you're a songwriter looking to get more collaborations
0: yeah it's amazing any PRO, like Performance Rights Organization, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, I think there's a couple others too. Um, They are just so helpful for if you have songs and you don't know what to do, like after that. Like they just have all the resources. They have resources for other creatives. They have resources for legal teams. They have just good advice because all the people that work there know how Industry works, and know I don't know how to go through these processes about releasing, or if there is a royalty disagreement, like stuff like that. They just are super awesome and encouraging, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think
1: we can both agree that like every time I email mm-hmm. them, they email me back saying, "This is what you should look into," or "This is what we found with your profile," and different yeah. royalty questions, or release questions, or even collaboration questions. So mm-hmm. that's a great tip for songwriting yeah they're they're amazing what was it like then pivoting i guess not really working at the store but then you got the opportunity to be a part of rin's collaboration with nbc songland
0: you co-wrote the Mm -hmm. song crowded places how was that that was so fun um it was funny because we wrote it a year before that even happened um and we had met through an AR person and we went to get drinks <laughs> like we do and um pre-pandemic we went to get drinks and we just totally headed off and just started inviting each other to sessions um because she's an artist and i'm a top liner so i just help write with a lot of artists and write for pitch and stuff and so we just connected and we ended up getting in the room with our friend Michael, who's an amazing producer. Um, and that was our first session together, us three. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, we wrote that and then we all were like, wait, we really like this, but you know how it is. You like you go into a session and you write it and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna let this go because who knows if it'll find a home, you know, surprisingly, I think Rin like wanted to or her manager or something wanted to have her apply to be on Songland, so she did like an audition and went through that whole process and she asked michael and i if she could include that song in it and then they ended up picking that song um and she was on the jonas brothers episode of the first season and it was so fun getting texts like while she's filming it because they don't tell you who the artist is like they yeah. don't tell you anything really especially since it was the first season of the show so everything was really new for everyone, so I'm just getting these, like, group texts with Michael and Rin, and Rin's like, oh, my God, um, Joe Jonas just sang our song, like, back oh to me, gosh. like, this is so crazy, and I'm, like, getting the text, and I'm, like, oh, my God, this is so, I feel like 12-year-old me would have, like, be flat on the floor, like, I would just be, like, oh, my God, like, dying, and I was, I still was, like, so excited and stuff, but it was just such a fun little moment, and then when it finally aired, we all got together and had a little like viewing party and watched it. And it was so, so, so much fun. And we got to go to the premiere. I got to go to the little premiere with her and hear Ryan Tutter speak and all these things. And I don't know, it's a really, really fun experience that I got to be a part of. And I'm so excited. She allowed me to be a part of it because, yeah, there's a lot of artists who wouldn't invite like their other writers or producers along for the ride um, unfortunately I don't know it's just kind of how it is sometimes the ride the writers and producers kind of get pushed behind um, in certain scenarios but she is just such an angel and she was like no we did rewrote the song together like we're doing the whole thing together so it was really sweet and fun experience for both of us actually
1: I remember when you showed me <laughs> the demo of crowded places and oh really? yep i remember you played it for me at the store you were like i just wrote this yesterday i really love it like what do you think because we would always show each other the demos we 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 wrote yeah and so like ask each other for feedback because we were like well i really want to know and i remember i loved it and then i remember when you told me like by the way that song got chosen to be a part of songland and i was like wow what a cool opportunity (laughs) And then I love what you said about Rin inviting you guys to be a part of the process and like the journey with her. Because mm-hmm. I think that is very important to let your co writers and your producers be a part of the joy and the success of mm-hmm. the song. I think yeah. it's something that not a lot of, sadly, not a lot of artists do. And mm-hmm. I know you and I have talked about that a lot where we feel like we would want to change that with our own projects.
0: Yeah, I think that artists who are also writers it's like they just get it like they just like get how important it is and i don't know it's interesting because i think a lot of people don't even know that half the stuff they listen to like the writers and the artists never even met some people have these like crazy cuts and they're like oh yeah i have a song with you like i wrote that with and they're like oh my god that's so crazy and it's like just this weird thing i think a lot of people not in the industry don't like know that
1: and so now after that you're I mean you've always done this but you're
0: continuing to collaborate after that or kind of during that I was working with Zoya who's an awesome uh, Indian American artist who has a fan base in India which is so fun I have a single with her and Jack Harlow's a feature on it which is really awesome so I really love his stuff more recently, I would say I've been working on a project with my friend Bailey Baum who's amazing. She just got signed um to her first record deal, which is really exciting and so we've just been writing a lot for her new project and yeah, we actually took a trip to Nashville to do that, which was so fun and such a fun experience to go along for the ride and just be there for writing is so fun. It's just been a lot of writing with artists and a lot of writing for pitch, like, pitching to other, to labels and other artists and stuff, and then working on my own project, too, which is, like, in baby steps, but it's been really fun, so.
1: I'm so happy you decided to do us like, an artist project, too.
0: (laughs) I'm, like, what am I gonna do during the pandemic? Like, I have all these other sessions, and it's amazing. I have a, you know, extra free time, like we all do right now, and I was going crazy. I'm, like, I need to put my energy into something so I've just been writing and producing a lot by myself which has been really fun.
1: I remember seeing on your Instagram that you started writing alone during the pandemic again after Mm -hmm. a few years of just solely collaborating which I totally know what that feeling is like where you always have someone in the room kind of having kind of helping you through that thought process of like an idea to execution. For sure writing alone after having that support is challenging so how has that been
0: I don't know I feel like it goes in waves I don't know my favorite like I'm just so in love with the craft of songwriting and the whole process of songwriting but after you do it for so long and like go to school for it and take songwriting classes and like you're getting your stuff critiqued by A&Rs all the time it's like there's this weird voice in my head that is a lot louder than it used to be like it Mm -hmm. just it's not just me in high school writing my whatever, like being the Asian Taylor Swift situation. Like what, like, that's literally like what people would say. I'm like, oh my God. But, you know, I'm not just like sitting in my bedroom with my guitar and writing for fun anymore. Like it feels like there's more pressure. Writing by myself has, the past probably three years since I got to LA has been so so daunting like I'm so in my head about it I just don't even know where to start I just hate everything I put on like the notepad like I'm just like what am I even talking about like I'm just second guessing everything and so I finally literally after like seven months been seven months since I started like actively sitting down every day and being like, okay, writing for myself today, like for my soul, like I need to just, this is how it started. Like, this is why I did music in the first place is just to like, get stuff off my chest. So after a couple months, well, a lot of months, <laughs> I finally just started liking a song that I was working on by myself and it it literally happened like last week or something so I feel like it's kind of been a journey and it's been I don't know lots of ups and downs especially during the pandemic too because we all have so much going on and there's so much going on in the world like stressors and really horrible things and so it kind of feels silly to sit down and write something when like there's kind of more important things going on it feels like sometimes like my energy should be spent doing other things like being at protests and doing all that, which we, I did and I love, but it was just a part of my processing, I think. Sometimes it's hard for me to face what I'm feeling when I'm in it. I know some people are really good at that. I'm, I need a little time. I feel like I need a little time before I can like actually make sense of it. And when I put that into writing, it's, a challenge definitely but when you are at that seven month mark and you finally have something that you're like okay wait I feel like this maybe could be actually something it's such a great feeling it's like that's what you hold on to. to the little the little victories you're like okay I'm not crazy like this is actually kind of maybe cool <laughs> I'm like who knows how long that'll last that feeling I'm like I don't know like we'll see
1: It is the best feeling though. I totally agree with what you said in that feeling of getting too much in your head and that voice getting really loud that it almost like blocks you from that creative outlet. You're so, it's so natural to you, but it almost kind of gets blocked because of all the feedback you're getting and because of all the, the life you've lived. And I think it's something beautiful once you get to that point of, Mm -hmm. okay, my consistent hard work of like trying to work through that challenge has paid off. And even if like you said, even if that feeling goes away, even if that song doesn't become what you want it to become, that feeling is almost like reassurance. Like, okay, you've got it. You know what I mean? Like you haven't lost Mm -hmm. it. You're still you. You still got that that light, that passion, that talent that made you start even going to collaborations even going to sessions even doing
0: all the things Mm -hmm. that's super important yeah it's interesting thinking about it like this because I feel like today I'm the best writer that I've ever been because I've been working this whole time and every year I have more experiences with different artists and producers and they all just make me a better writer and so I always forget I'm like, this is not high school me writing in my bedroom, and it shouldn't be. Like, I've spent too much time and energy putting, like, you know, putting it into music and making music that, like, I do know better in some situations. And there are things that I have in my toolkit that I didn't always have. And I always forget that I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, like, I'm at a good place right now, and I need to use it. I'm so horrible at, like, (laughs) staying positive the whole time I'm like just so hard on myself when especially when I'm writing by myself I'm just so hard on myself I feel like that's not the greatest I'm trying to be better at it but it's also like I don't know it's probably like a creative person thing or something you know
1: well I can say just from knowing you these past three years I've seen the growth in you as a songwriter not Mm -hmm. only as a person but as a songwriter I feel like everything you've shown me from like the day we met that day that we like rode in my house to now. Yeah. I feel like you've grown so much as a songwriter. So I think that those experiences, those sessions, the bad ones and the good ones, the songs that never get shown to the songs that get released in like two weeks, everything, yeah. everything is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. I also think it's important to like be accepting as to like whatever happens. You know, as a Mm, songwriter, you know, like I feel like not putting so much pressure on a song. Like this has to be the song that comes out. This has to be the one that's released. What What happens is that most songwriters put pressure on the finished product. You know, like oh, I have to write a whole song, or the idea never got finished. So like, it's not a song. If we could just see it as well, you wrote something and it means something. And even if it's three sentences, like maybe those three sentences really touch someone and maybe that's all you need for that beginning part of the song or all you need for that whole
0: idea like that was the idea those three sentences yeah yeah that's so true I definitely agree with there's always something to write if you're a songwriter of like we all know how to speak and write lyrics because we know how to read (laughs) that has always been such a helpful tool for me when I feel like I've been listening to too much music or I've been in so many sessions that there's just so too many melodies going on in my head and I can't think that way and I need a little break from that, I'll just like journal and write random things or write some imagery or read a book and write about the characters in it. Like I'm always writing and if you look at my journal, I have one for every year. It's like I'm the same. I sound insane. I sound insane because I'm like the same way really though. dramatic. Oh yeah. It's but it's like you gotta get it out. Like if you yeah. think of something, like we all have the ability, like we all have these amazing ideas and thoughts that come into our head every single day. If we just like took a second and recorded it on a voice memo when you're driving, or just wrote it down on your phone, you could just make you can make so many things out of it. Like you could make a story out of it, you could make a song out of it, you can make a poem out of it. And it's just such a good outlet. I just feel like writing is such a good tool for mental health. And it's also just like so fun to create with words. I don't know. It's kind of nerdy. but
1: <laughs> No, but I, I so agree because I'm the yeah. same way. Ever since I was 14, I've had a notebook for every year of my life. And at the end of every year, I go back and I read everything that happened that year. And I see how much I've grown. I see how much I expressed. And oftentimes, I can kind of see like any page. Sometimes the pages will be like, oh, yeah, I wrote a song because of this idea. And like it was like two pages long of me rambling. And then I knew from like just keywords that popped up when I was rereading. And I was like, oh, that's what made this song happen. I think that's so special for a songwriter to do like get all your thoughts out do whatever you need to do to just kind of like express yourself and that and that itself is enough for you to be a songwriter I think it we put too much pressure on ourselves because of how the industry has
0: evolved yeah I love it I think it's such a good tool and it's a good thing to have all of your ideas and random thoughts written down because when you do feel lost or when you do feel like, uh, I should write something, but I just don't know what to write today. You can just go through it, pick a word and write off of the word, you know? Yeah,
1: totally. Every time M and I get into a session, you take out your notes app and you do the same thing I've done where you have titles. Oh yeah. A bunch of titles that you've just come up with for like years. And she'll tell me, she's like, yeah, if I don't use it in 2020, like it goes to 2021. And she just like takes all the title ideas and she puts them in a note. And then the next session, she's like, well, let me look at my titles and see what I'm like jamming with
0: today. And she goes
1: to the titles and then you come up with an idea. And that's so smart.
0: It's kind of like my little helper when I go into a session, or if I go into a session with new people that like have big cuts and I'm a little nervous or something, I just always know I can go to any of those years of ideas. Like I have like a 20 from 2014. And so I could just go through each one and scroll while I'm listening to whatever's being made, like a drum beat or like a synth part. And then I just scroll and whatever feels like what I'm reading at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. If you're like yeah. looking through it and you're scrolling through the words, whatever feels like it matches, I'll like say it out loud. I also, something else I really love
1: about you is when we're in session, she'll be like, let's say like the randomest thing here.
0: And then we'll just like,
1: I'll be in the booth and I'll be like, what do you want me to say? And she's like, just say like Cheetos. I remember we have that song that has Cheetos in it. And oh my God. Yeah. Cheetos in the shower is the lyric so everyone knows. I mean, that is such a vibe. And it Eating was such Cheetos a Cheetos in the shower. <laughs> Joel and I, Joel is the other songwriter we were working with, songwriter and producer, and when yeah. him and I were just, we're sitting in the room and we just look at her like, you eat Cheetos in the shower? Both Joel and I were like, okay, let's let's use that in the song.
0: <laughs> you guys are like, what is wrong with you?
1: If, even if that song is a never, like chosen for someone to sing the fact that we can still laugh about it today it was it was meant to happen like that yeah i'm someone that for some reason i my inspiration hits a lot of the times when i'm driving in a car Mm. in my car or if i'm walking do you have a specific place or like moment or habit that kind of like
0: sparks that inspiration for your songs It happens a lot when I'm driving, too. I don't know what it is about driving and thinking. There's something very meditative about it. Yeah, it's soothing. Um, Sometimes I have, like, dreams about writing. Oh, my God, I sound so obsessed. I mean, I am. But I'll, like, have dreams where there's a melody or something weird happened in them, and I'll, like, write it down. I feel like dreams and driving are the most... And in the shower, too. I don't know what it is about all of those things. I feel like a lot of people get really good ideas. It's like that weird state where you're not really focused on anything. So your mind kind of has that freedom to just do what it wants, you know, naturally. And there's something so intuitive about that. And I feel like as a songwriter, we have to be in tune with that part of who we are. You know, like the unconscious part of you that's roaming around and whatever you know. Scene, it's like I'm so visual when I write too. It's like I'll yeah. picture exactly what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. I don't know if that makes sense. Especially when I write with artists, I'm always like, "Wait, would you say that?" Like, I'm always like, "Would you actually say this type of because like we shouldn't put it in if that's not something you would say." Like even like about cursing or things like that, like. Mm-hmm are really important if you're writing with an artist, like you're not gonna put an F-bomb in the totally. song because they wouldn't say that in normal life. Well, we actually had
1: that whole that whole thing with what's the point with the song that's coming out next year, yeah. where I mm-hmm. say the F word and I don't curse in my songs. And you were like, but it kind of needs it in this song. And <laughs> I remember sending it to my parents and being like, FYI, just letting you know, like in the middle of the song, I say the F word, And my dad was the one that wrote back and was like, it needed it. It's great. Yes.
0: I'm so happy that your dad approved of that. I love that.
1: Before we end the episode, I would love for you to answer, what do you feel is
0: your biggest failure or lesson so far? I feel like, honestly, my biggest failure or lesson would be being more patient with myself. I definitely am someone who's super hard on myself, and I just don't think I need to do that. Like, I feel like the music industry is hard enough as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, we get ignored and rejected so many times, probably more than, like, what a normal human would go through, like, in our lifespan as anyone trying to do anything in the entertainment industry. It's just either no after no, or just getting ignored. To me, getting ignored is, like, the worst part, but I'm, like, if the industry is already hard enough on creative people as it is, like, I do not need to add to that, like, stress or burden. Like, I don't need to let it get to my head as much, and I think we all, all of us creatives have that struggle of, like, not feeling like we're good enough, and I feel like that's something that I need to be better at for sure I think we all do I think we're everybody's so hard on themselves and we all are always comparing ourselves like that's another thing is just like if you see someone that had like a huge cut and like you didn't have a release this week that you were Mm on like it can really mess with your head if you don't stay grounded and if you don't have any perspective on like what's going on like it can really mess with you if you don't have people in your life that are like it's not a big deal, like, you do music, like, you're not saving lives, like, we, like, we're really not, like, I mean, I guess maybe music could technically save a life, and it is very (laughs) important, but it's, like, we aren't the ones, like, fighting the vaccine and stuff, you know, like, there are way more important things going on, and I think us writers and anybody in the music industry, we can just get so caught up in, like, the whole game and world that it is and think that it's the most important thing. But at the end of the day, it's like, we need to be kinder to ourselves. And we need to be kinder to other people that are in the business too. And 100% probably just being nicer to myself is probably my biggest thing. I think it's so important to have amazing people around and to not let it make you jaded, which I definitely think is so hard because there's just so many scenarios we've all been through where we're like, oh my God, how can I keep doing this? Like, this is just, it's really heartbreaking profession to go into. But it's like, if you love it and you're good at it and people like making music with you, it's like, if you just feel like you're supposed to do something, you just have to do it. Yeah, like there's go. just nothing else. Like you have to keep going. And when you do have those little victories, it's the best feeling in the world because it's so worth it. Like it always feels so worth it. It really does. And I also mm.
1: love what you said about support. You have to have those people around you, especially when you are starting out as a songwriter. I think the people you collaborate with and the community that you build around you is essential. It's like very important. Yes. And I know like even for this year with the pandemic and You know, we had my release set for this year. And when I had to tell Joel, like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I love that you guys were super supportive. You know, you were like, it's okay. You know, like, they'll be, it'll be next year then. And it'll be the right time next year. I think friends, like friendships like that and collaborations like that Mm -hmm. are the ones that last, you know, they, they strive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's also, it's such a, it's so much fun. Like writing is so much fun and it is a privilege to be able to do that every day and to be able to get into rooms because there was a time when I first moved to LA, all I wanted to do was get in a writing room with people that I respect and admire as creators. And now I get to do that all the time. Like I can just text people and be like, yo, I want to make this. Like, and I just had a producer write to me the other day and was like, Hey, if you're doing any like solo stuff, I really want to help you and I really want to be a part of it. Like, that is so amazing. And I'd never take like the five minutes to be like, oh my God, this is such a blessing because I'm always thinking about what's next. But it really is so amazing because when I think about just moving here, I didn't know anyone. I was in these sessions with people that I don't know just weren't the nicest people or I didn't connect with them creatively. And now I can work with a ton of amazing people and it's just such a blessing that there has been growth. I feel like as long as you're moving and like growing, that's a win. Like you like as long as I'm getting a little bit better every month, that's like what I want and that's what my goal is, you know. Yeah. The last question, what yes. is your biggest success? My biggest success in life right now I feel like is getting married, which is the craziest thing. In the middle of a pandemic. Oh my god, it's like the craziest thing, honestly, because I never thought I would get married in my 20s, ever, but honestly, it just, being married has helped chill me out in a very positive way. Like, Riley is just He's so awesome, he's so good with the flow, he's so encouraging when it comes to creative things and when it comes to like being positive and I feel like I definitely need that in life, but specifically with songwriting and with that whole process, it's like that is like my biggest, I feel like my biggest tool that I have is like that I'm married to an amazing person. I have a good support system, and he just is, like, I don't know, super encouraging and positive and reminds me that I don't need to be so hard on myself all the time. He's just way more chill about everything, which is amazing for me. (laughs) You guys really compliment each other. Yeah, he's, like, the free-spirited, like, go with the flow, always wants to party, and I'm super type A and, like, stressed about everything, but it works well together. I feel like we bounce each other out, but honestly, I feel like that's been the best decision that I've made so far. I'm sure there will be more to come, but. Oh, that's
1: so beautiful. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you for doing this. Thank I remember you. when you like, We're talking about it, and you're like, I don't know. Like, I just need something else besides music because music is just so stressful sometimes, you know? And it's so amazing to see. Like, I actually listen to a lot of the episodes. And (laughs) because I just, I love listening to you talk, and you're so encouraging and positive to everybody you are friends with. And I think the podcast is such a good way to share that and to share, like, a part of you, you know? Thank you. And I love it so much.
1: Hi, thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you, love so, you much. so much. Isn't she the best? Here are a few takeaways from M's episode. Number 1, it's all about getting to know people. Number 2, reach out to PROs, they can help you and guide you. Number 3, share the joy of releasing music with your writers and producers. Number 4, hold on to the victories. Number 5, collaborating with others makes you better at your own craft. Number 6, don't stop writing. When you feel stuck or uninspired, write it out in your journal. Number seven, when writing with another artist, put yourself in their shoes. Number eight, don't get caught up in the game. Take off the pressure and surround yourself with a support group. And number nine, as long as you're moving and growing, that's a win. Thank you so much for being here, guys. As always, if you feel like someone can benefit from this show, send it to them. Tag us on Instagram at Lopez without the Ian Lopez or at The Journey of Pursuit. If you don't already know, and if you're not following me on Instagram, then you haven't seen that I started this new thing called a virtual letter. After a few trials and errors... I decided what I was going to name it and I decided a virtual letter was exactly what I wanted it to be. A way for me to send you guys letters virtually. Anyway, if you're interested in becoming a part of that community, send me a DM or you can follow the show notes down below. I'll see you guys next week. Ciao!